I know that it means a lot for all of Ukrainians to hear the words of support of uh, everyone. Like, you know, starting from like the stars or like Pink Floyd, they issued a song with like a Ukrainian singer. But like, it's not only about the celebrities talking about us, but people just thinking about us, praying for us, praying for our country, supporting us. I think it really means so much for all of us. Welcome to Warfare of Art and Law, the podcast that focuses on how justice does or doesn't play out when art and law overlap. Hi, everyone. It's Stephanie. And that was Maria Koshinko, founder and curator of The Art Unit, an online platform of emerging artists who work in a range of styles and media. Ms. Koshinko tells how the art unit was born out of the need she saw for an approachable space for collectors and creatives. And she gives an overview of the artists she represents, including over 20 artists from her home country of Ukraine. We also discuss the work being created in reaction to Russia's war on Ukraine, how culture and history are being weaponized in that war, and Ms. Koshinko shares how her definition of justice has shifted in the many weeks since Russia's invasion. Maria Koshinko, welcome to Warfare of Art and Law. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Would you describe what it was that inspired you to create the art unit? Yeah, of course. So um, I studied art history in university and Somehow, I always had uh, friends who are artists, uh, young artists studying in universities and everything, both in Ukraine and in the UK. I'm from Ukraine. Um, And I saw that it is very difficult for most of them to enter a global art market as young artists, as emerging artists. And uh, studying in um, the UK and studying art history kind of inspired me to do it because I felt like I have the knowledge and I have the experience because I interned in some galleries and auction houses before that. So I saw how the art world is managed. So I thought that I could be that kind of bridge between um, the artists and the buyers. So that was kind of the core idea. And the website lists uh, sort of as a uh, tagline, the art of equality. Yes. Would you describe how that came to be? So I think um, with my experience in the art world, uh, professional experience, I saw that the art world is very a very strange place. Uh, it's dominated by um, like by people who have like easier access for to like who, people who speak English or people who have connections and everything. And also, it's a very uh, opaque world. Um, you go into a gallery and it's very rare when you see the price or um, the prices in the auction houses are sometimes like hidden or whatever. So uh, for me, it was important to show uh, like, so majority of the artworks on um, our website uh, have prices. The ones that don't have prices is because like of the change of the, because like the artists uh, charge in like Ukrainian currency and it's hard to change the, with the exchange rate. Uh, that's the only reason why. And um, we are completely transparent. Uh, it's also, we, I give, uh, even though it's a curated selection, when selecting the uh, the artists for each release, uh, I try to give um, every material, every kind of style, like a voice. 
So I'm not, I'm, I don't want to be like another, like Sachi art where um, it's, you know, like everywhere <laughs> and everyone is there. Uh, so I want to give that kind of curated um, feeling, but in the same time, I want to give an opportunity to, to raise voices to everyone who needs it. Particularly at this time, the voice of Ukrainian artists, especially is at the fore of our minds and you represent uh, nearly two dozen of them, I believe. Yeah. Would you give uh, a taste for the breadth of work that that they offer in the art unit? Oh, well, as I said, um, I try to kind of uh, uh, have a, like a wide scope of uh, styles and materials. So I uh, we have like amazing uh, prints by Natalia Verbova. Uh, she is from Ukraine. She is based in Germany, though, but her family is in Ukraine and uh, I'm, I continue supporting her work. Uh, we have amazing um, pieces on works on paper by Margot Sarkisova, whose uh, story for me is heartbreaking because she had to flee her home in 2014. From She is from the uh, eastern part of Ukraine, so she left there and she went to Kharkiv. And she found her home there and she built her life there. And now she had to flee yet again. Well, like for me, I, whenever I think about it, it, like she's very strong and uh, she continues working um, and we continue supporting her work. We continue selling her works. Um, um, also like Bogdan Sverid of uh, his works are amazing. It's like, there is something very, like very unique about like how he sees the world. And uh, he, uh, he himself says that he, explores the topic of time in his works and you can really see it so uh, i think like uh, every uh, art artist that we work with they have something very unique to offer and i think that's what kind of like keeps me going because it's and also i um i try to build the art unit in a way that i have a close relationship with every artist like as much as i can um and uh, i try like uh, uh, of course, when the war started on the 24th of February, um, I reached out to all of the artists to make sure that they're all fine, they're all safe as much as they can be. Um, um, right now we are raising, like we have a fundraiser for um, their needs and I'm also trying to sell their works. Um, obviously, and before I launched the fundraiser, I was allocating like uh, my friends' uh, fundraisers like uh, across Europe to them and everything because I knew that some of them are more more vulnerable because some of them were in Kharkiv as Margot or in um, like Kiev region or something. So I was trying to kind of, you know, be helpful where I can be. One of the artists that I'd seen that does many different things, but one of them is Soviet porcelains is the way it's described. Uh, would you describe a bit about his work? Yeah, so it's Sergei uh, Kondratyuk, and uh, he doesn't like. So that was a series of works that uh, he uh, presented in the art unit. Uh, I think basically, like I, I talked to him about that series, and uh, he went to his. Uh, I believe it was mom or grandma, um, and um, obviously. Uh, our parents and grandparents, all of us, uh, well, from Ukraine, were uh, part of the Soviet Union. And uh, they often have these kind of like porcelain figurines, uh, which are actually in the art world are uh, very much celebrated and Christmas and Sotheby's sell them all the time. Um, and uh, he um, kind of like drew inspiration from that. And he, like, I think it's um, amazing how he, how he like, 
paints them in a very kind of free manner, but yet you can see that it's porcelain. And um, uh, his uh, other works are also inspired by the Soviet times. I am not sure where his practice will go after this. I like I see that he is like uh, drawing, like not inspiration, but obviously artists are affected by everything around them, and he is reflecting on the war. So I think like I think anything like what's happening right now in Ukraine will always affect the cultural world a lot. So I think when we win, um, we will see like a lot of amazing art, which will be also heartbreaking for all of us because, because of the things that like affected it. Um, and yeah, so uh, he went to his uh, grandma and or mom, I don't remember. And um, saw these porcelain uh, figurines and he decided to, paint them but he paints them in a like so they're very realistic yeah but some of them are multiplied or some of them are magnified so he's kind of playing with that whole like realistic but um kind of surrealist uh situation his uh description of how he um sees what his art is doing it mentioned that he believes it's meant to or does raise questions i was curious when you were talking to him about that series what kind of questions he had either received from viewers or had in his own mind uh well i we didn't really touch on what exact questions he is raising but i believe from what i know about him and from like my experience with him i think it's just like about our past and our like identity um because i think he has like a very strong ukrainian identity and uh, obviously like uh, soviet um, union uh, as a state was oppressing the ukrainian identity a lot so maybe it's like a game on that but that just that's just my speculation on that <laughs> what do you see as uh the the challenge or the challenges that um Ukrainians face with the misappropriation of their culture, be it by the titling of works or um, more generally? Well, I think to, like just in general, it's very hard uh, for Ukrainian artists to enter like the global art market uh, due to several reasons. Sometimes it's the uh, language barrier sometimes is the cultural barrier because like Russian culture was always celebrated everyone knows about their ballet everyone knows about their great opera singers we'll also have great ballet we'll also have uh, great opera singers we'll also have great musicians great artists no one really talked talks about that and uh, like I'm not gonna go like deep into history but um the, in the Soviet Union they were systematically destroying Ukrainian culture like people were executed people were uh sent to uh camps and everything so um I think it's just like a historical kind of challenge that Ukrainians are facing and um uh, as I said like for the Guardian there is that kind of umbrella term Russian art that people just use and uh, I think it's like, and that kind of raises questions, not just within cultural world, but within like in general, because it, I'm Ukrainian. I was born and raised in Ukraine. Uh, my parents are both Ukrainian. My grandparents are all Ukrainian. So like I'm as Ukrainian as it, as it gets. Uh, it, but in my eight years of living in the UK, I have been called Russian several times, sometimes jokingly, sometimes seriously. Oh, like Ukrainian. Oh, you mean Russian. Why is that? We're a huge country in Europe. Like, yeah, Russia is huge, but also like in the European continent, Ukraine is the biggest country. 
why why can't people um uh like notice us <laughs> and notice our culture i know that in the recent like in like the kind of like past like five maybe ten years ukrainian culture has kind of been entering the um like the global art market so i i believe it, it was like in pompidou they had um uh, an exhibition with ukrainian artists and um yeah the Daga was renamed and i hope that this kind of wave will continue and we will be more and more celebrated because we do like i think every country has its own great cultural heritage and i think every country should be celebrated by other countries so it's time for us to have our kind of spotlight <laughs> What would you suggest for anyone who wants to better educate themselves about Ukrainian culture and history? There is this book, The Gates of Europe by Serhii Plohi, which gives like kind of like a snapshot like overall of Ukrainian history because it's like we are a very old state, even though like technically we're independent for like the 30 years, but Kiev is like more than 800 years old. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's like this uh, Ukrainian historian and he wrote this book and uh, everyone says it's amazing. Uh, I like read some bits of it, um, but everyone I know, uh, they say that it's really great. And I think he touches on culture too. Um, when like it comes to like <laughs> uh, culture, culture, I think just like go on like Ukrainian like museums websites. Some of them are in English and like read the biographies of our artists. And um, because there's a lot of pain and I think in like Ukrainian culture, like for example, um, like Taras Shevchenko, who's like our like celebrated poet, but um, he was enslaved for part of his life by the Russian state. And then after like after his friends bought him out, he was celebrated. But also like the man was enslaved. It's horrible. I've heard it described uh, as in the current conflict of Russia invading Ukraine, that in addition to obvious things like missiles, that culture and history are being weaponized by Russia. Would you agree with that? And what would you say about that? 100%. Uh, they, they're burning books. When, like, when they occupy cities and towns, they, they're burning books. That's how low the, the thing is. And um, they hit a lot of uh, libraries uh, with the missiles and uh, everyone has maps. And like some of the missiles are very uh, like directed in a very specific place. They also had that museum in the, f the first uh, couple of weeks of the war. I don't remember like what was the exact date, but it was the museum which held uh, the works by Maria Primachenko, which is like this very like unique Ukrainian artist. And um, the story goes that apparently people managed to save some of her works, but we, like it's not uh, really confirmed yet. So we might have lost some of her unique works uh, forever. And um, like I, I'm sure, like everyone has seen uh, photos of uh, Ukrainians uh, putting like the sandbags around like our sculptures in like cities and towns, because uh, a lot of it has already been destroyed and architecture, like everything. Because I think, like, the, um, for some reason, Russian state has a huge problem with a, a Ukrainian identity. And I think it's, like, for me, the reason why it, it is is because a Ukrainian identity is very strong. But God knows what was in their minds. 
with you saying that, it prompts me to ask, what is it about Ukrainian culture and your heritage that that you would most want people to uh, to bring to mind or that most resonates with you? Heritage in general, I think it's amazing how Ukraine and like, like Kiev and Rus and like all the states that we used to be, um, it has been oppressed by so many, like, by like, for several centuries by so many other different states. We, like, we have a very unfortunate neighbor in the face of Russia. With culture, I think, I think our literature is amazing. I think art, um, I think, like, everything. I think, like, as I said, like, uh, a couple of questions before, I think, like, every, um, every country has, uh, and, like, a, an amazing heritage and culture to offer. And I think Ukraine is just one of them. And I think it has been overlooked. So like you can start with, I don't know, reading poems by Taras Shevchenko or looking at art by Maria Primachenko. Um, or also like we have amazing um, cinema, like contemporary and or both like uh, 20th century um I think like once you enter and like once you start exploring, you know, it's like it widens more and more and more and then you might fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) Any particular films that you would suggest since you brought that up? Um, So there is this one film that I watched like a couple of years ago. It's very sad. It's called Homeward. It's for binary Man Aliyev. And it was also like uh, kind of directed by Crimean Tatars. Uh, So that uh, I watched it in London, which was even more special with my Ukrainian friend. And we met like, and it was uh, in uh, um, uh, during the like Ukrainian film week or something like that in London. And um, we met the, one of the actors there and uh, they gave kind of like a little speech. And it was very special because um, my family has like family friends from Crimea who needed to uh, leave their home. And they don't know when they will be able to come back. And I spent like most of my like summers in childhood in Crimea. And obviously I'm not going to go there now that is an ex by Russia, but I really hope that one day I'll be able to come back because it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Early on, you mentioned that many of the artists that you represent that are Ukrainian are still working, uh, I believe. How would you describe the importance of art during times of war? I think it's a way of, of expressing yourself um, and freeing your emotions because I think all Ukrainians uh, for over a month now, we just don't really know what's going to happen and what's what are the next horrible news that are going to come out about our country and about our like people who were killed, tortured, etc., etc. And um, um, like obviously like some people cry some people work even harder some people i don't know just like sleep all the time but i think um like artistic kind of uh, expression is one of the ways of um, freeing that like emotion anger like different things so for example one of the art unit artists olena stupura she like i'm not sure but like you might have heard the like all the stories about this like town Bucha and like other towns too where like women and children were raped by Russian soldiers and this uh, this artist Olena she like painted um, already and the news came out like a week and a bit ago she painted a few pieces of, like reflecting on that 
as well as like Polina Sherbina, she also did like made I think a couple of works about that. So I think it's like showing your anger, showing your like desperation and everything. Yeah, I had seen one. Uh, I'm not sure if it was one of the artists you're talking about, where it's like a mother and child, or in the, they're in this sort of swirled charcoal mix. Yes, really, yes, and she did yes. variations on that. Yes, yeah. that one. What do you think of artists acting as a conscience for society? And how? And do you see any of the artists you represent doing that? Yep, uh, 100%. I think most of them are. I think most of them are trying to kind of spread the word because we all kind of get that for the whole world, like, you know, news just become news. You get kind of immune to horrible stories because of the world we live in it is a horrible place at times and also every month every week there is like something horrible that happens in like one part of the world and um, I think it's just um, through art it's easier for people to like relate or reflect on it and as like the so Olena, Polina, uh, Sergei uh, like they all uh, reflect on the works uh, on on the uh, horrible things that are happening in Ukraine and they keep working. Margot, the one who uh, had to flee her home in 2014 and uh, had to flee uh, again in eight years, uh, she is drawing in like a war diary. And she's uh, like, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be like a series of works, but she draws like a thing every day in a war diary. And uh, her work in general, uh, she like produces works uh, on paper. Um, and she, all, like, even before, like, this war, she always used a lot of symbols. So, like, her works are, like, and you can imagine how many more symbols she's going to deploy in these works. So, uh, and I think it's very important for artists to do this because for some people, it's not enough to just read a piece of, uh, like, information. For some people, you, like, you need, to, and, like, some people are not ready to see the, actual photos of horrible things that are happening and that kind of middle ground is an artwork that uh, and it's very important to like kind of talk or like in the title to like say what it is or um be able to like explain what you're trying to say because um people will be able to understand more i was just in a conversation with a few artists and attorneys and we were discussing the utility of art versus photography in in a war like this where so much is already covered in photographs and and one person Mm -hmm. said well so i wonder if that minimizes the need for art in relation to those same images and and what you just said really encapsulates for me why Mm. art will always be uh pivotal yeah, I think because like because not everyone is ready to see dead bodies on the streets, um, uh, or like even more horrible things. I didn't know that there are like more horrible things, but the inhumanity of the Russian soldiers it shows that it is there is a more horrible thing. Um, and I think yeah, exactly. It's like I think I think like like photography and art like don't cancel each other out. They're just like two different mediums. And also I think um, back to like one of the questions that you asked uh, about um, um, the like Ukrainian culture like being kind of targeted. 
um, it is like directly and indirectly. So like a few Ukrainian photographers have been uh, killed during the war. So like there was this um, war photographer. Um, I think his surname was Levin. Uh, I don't remember the name, but he, like there is like, I'm not sure like how he was killed, but he was killed. And like, he has been a war photographer since like ages ago. And his like photograph, they're not just like kind of a reportage kind of situation. They're more like more in a bit of an artistic way, uh, showing that like how war looks like and everything. And uh, we will, I guess for years and years, we will be knowing more and more about people who have been killed, who were doing something like that. Because obviously, like there, they have to follow the war to show it. I had seen one artist, well, a musician, um, John Object is the name he goes by on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He had taken photos, and uh, it, it was his version of a war diary, and it was photos of casualties and devastation. And on top of it, he had put what he was representing to be the text from different comments by pro-russians or by russians have you seen that oh yes I, yes i know that i know this i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i thought that was a very powerful combination as well yeah even even for me like who sees that kind of part of uh, like russians who support it but when uh, when it's like put together with like what they're like what their country is doing to us and what they're saying is just surreal like I, I'm like a very peaceful person. I'm against violence in all uh, ways, and for me, it's just insane to be, to be seeing these people being like, yeah, the more pe the more killed, the the better, the the merrier. And I'm just like, how is this possible in the 21st century? With everything we've been talking about, uh, we've kind of been discussing this. But would you give your thoughts on how you see the art unit? impacting and shifting our current culture well i think um just giving like um um a, a mean to raise the voice of like uh, to emerging artists is like one of the kind of core um things and also like i am um preparing like our next release so like the art unit is working on like a release scheme so we have kind of like uh the ukrainian release which was the first one the next one will be british but i will continue working on the ukrainian release i will continue supporting the artists uh i am um currently planning an offline and an online exhibition for ukrainian artists uh, so i think just like helping young and emerging artists to be able to raise their voices and i think um it like it kind of like you know i i help them uh, raising their voice but also they help me kind of understanding why i do this so for example like we recently sold a piece of work um to someone in the uk and the um the buyer was really moved by the artist's work and she wrote a, like a letter to the artist and she asked me to like uh, send it to the artist. And the artist was like, oh, I'm almost in tears. This is why I'm doing this. And for me to see like that kind of response from the buyer and from the artist was amazing because I was like, I really felt kind of my role in that. Because like, obviously, yes, I want to connect them. But, you know, sometimes it's just like more like transactional in a way. But when you see that like emotional support from both sides, 
it really like resonates with you and it shows like why you're doing what you're doing. I wonder if, or tell me if your idea of justice has changed, uh, recently in light of everything that's happened or have you had a constant idea of how you would define it i wouldn't well i think justice is just the truth although that that's also a very vague thing because everyone has their own truth (laughs) um but i think like you're right in the recent um like days and months it has kind of shifted because as I said, like I have, I have always been like against violence. I'm a peaceful person. Like I never supported anything violent. But um, seeing how a whole country just turns against, and like obviously, like we have seen it before, even with the Russian state, like they have invaded Georgia um, before and other countries, like it's numerous. Um, but when it becomes personal for you is just insane and also like because i guess because of like the age of uh, digital media and everything we get the news so fast and we also are able to see horrible things that people are doing i'm not sure how to like exactly answer your question about justice because i think it's just like such a complex thing because like in the past like almost two months um the kind of thoughts and feelings about it have been changing and evolving uh just because you never think that that someone's gonna invade your country and do these horrible things um i think for people like i i'm not sure if i'm like able to get to the senses of people who truly believe that what is happening is okay well because um there are a lot of like um videos like uh, going around instagram and like facebook where uh, people on the streets of Russia are being asked like what they think about this, and some like interviewers ask them uh, like when they ask they say like oh yeah so like there were news about these people killed or raped or something what do you like do you really think that is justified, and people are like oh it's all fake, it doesn't exist, they're only targeting military bases. Almost two hundred children were killed already. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, if people like, I think it's also hard for them to understand that their country is doing this because obviously it's horrible and obviously it's inhumane. And like, I, of course, do believe that like there aren't like normal people as in every country. Uh, but I think it's just like really hard to wrap one's head around the fact that the country you live in, the government that you might have cho- like voted for, is doing like inhumane things in a neighboring country that didn't really do anything wrong. We we're just like a peaceful country that was doing our own thing. Are Are there any examples of artists you've seen recently that speak to the issue of the Russian invasion? Yeah, I think like for me, like one of the one of the kind of it like spoke to me on a very like different level was that work uh, by Olana. Um, and then also like um, works by Polina Shubina. Uh, she has been uh, making, uh, like she has been reflecting on the war a lot in the recent works. And I think like, it's also, again, she w- uses kind of like symbols or like kind of a real slash surreal um, 
that kind of dialogue and it's um, easier to kind of for like for the viewer easier to kind of take it in and like you know unpack it in your own way because I think that's the thing about art like you know the artist might mean something uh, but it can always like touch your heart in a different way but I think we will continue seeing works that are affected by the war hopefully the war will be over soon but I think uh, when we win it will for like a few years at least uh, it will be kind of the main topic because just is like it won't go away. The pain won't go away from Ukrainians. It's, I saw this meme today that our um, grandchildren will be so tired of listening to us because we will have so much to like. Because like my great grandma, she went through the Second World War. My grandma was uh, born right before the Second World War. My great grandma also went through the starvation of Ukrainian um, like state that was like organized by the Soviet. Um, uh, by the Soviet Union and like I, she told me all these stories and I remember as a kid like I always like it was always very interesting because obviously it's your like own family's uh, history but it's also very dark and I think we will like it's insane that for at least the last six generations or five generations every generation of Ukrainian uh, has uh, uh, experienced a war and I was reading an article that was talking about how to go forward with Russia still as the neighbor and how, how does that happen and how art could help create the language to go forward with? Well, I think right now, as of today, I think Ukrainians, majority of Ukrainians really don't want anything to do with Russian, like, any, like no sort of communication whatsoever. And obviously, because of the geographical location of the country, we will have to somehow deal with it. And it also, it also depends on like what happens politically and just like historically. I think uh, it will be very important to create like cultural items, uh, be it uh, artworks or poems or films or, or anything about what happened, and um, and not just like the patriotic stuff which obviously has to happen but also just like real stories of people who went through all these horrible things like even how people like you know like it doesn't have to be something heartbreaking and uh, horrible like killings and rapings but how people had to leave their houses leave leave their homes leave like everything behind and just um, flee their country or flee their city or flee their town like village whatever it is and then go back to see everything destroyed like because i think for most of us like i am very like privileged for like being in the uk when this is happening and for not experiencing it and i think for all of us it's very hard to imagine this to be like woken up at 4.50 a.m. by the sirens and being like, yeah, we have to go. Just grab whatever you can. And you don't know if you'll be able to go back to whatever you have. And of course, materialistic stuff is the last thing people think about. But it's still a part of our lives. And I think like this part of our lives can be like, can help in like bridging between like um, personal like feelings to understand what people go went through 
like to kind of like lose something or because you know like buildings were bombed uh, also uh russian army is looting uh houses a lot um and they like they steal like stupid things but you know like everyone or like all of us have have like a special like i don't know vase or a special scarf or whatever like that has like a sentiment sentiment to it and these people just steal it just because they can i hope to whenever the war ends and we win i hope to go back but i can't even begin to imagine how it will feel for me who i grew up there to see those like streets destroyed and to know that like in this like house someone was killed and this like you know how do you deal with that because like when you see it on news or something it's still kind of like somehow distant but when it becomes personal it becomes personal there will be a link in the show notes to the art unit's website to learn more if you'd like to share your thoughts about this or any of the other podcast episodes you can leave your comments online and tag warfare of art and law podcast Or you can email me at stephanie at warfareofartandlaw.com or leave a voice message at 1-929-260-4942. Until next time, this is Stephanie Drotty bringing you Warfare of Art and Law. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. What are your plans for the second Saturday of this month? Perhaps consider joining in for a discussion about art, culture, and social issues. Hi everyone, it's Stephanie, and every second Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, I host the Second Saturday Art and Justice Gathering, an online call that explores a range of topics, from artists who might inspire to legal decisions that might infuriate all with the aim of sparking dialogue about social justice and promoting creative thinking. If interested, please email me at stephanie at warfareofartandlaw.com.